You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercom. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome. I am flying solo today. Uh, we want to send uh, wishes out to Jimmy. I guess he's not feeling uh, too good today, but uh, well wishes out to Jimmy. And we start Undercard episode two. 46. 46. All right. That's rules. Um, first off, uh, just recapping the weekend, uh, we were down in Columbus, Ohio for a couple of events. Uh, the first event was on Friday night. It was MMA at Huntington Park, which is where the Columbus Clippers play. The Columbus Clippers are the uh, minor league affiliate of the Cleveland Indians. And... We're also doing a first right now on radio. I believe uh, we we ordered pizza, <laughs> and uh, awesome. And the pizza guy just got here, so we're, we're using live air for this. Um, we were hoping he got here. All right, so Domino's. Thank you very much. All right, so uh, we were down in Columbus in. Um, when we were down in Columbus uh, as guests of Troy Speakman and uh, Steve Weaver, uh, the duel in the park was MMA on Friday, like I said, and boxing on Saturday. And Saturday night, uh, boxing got done, oh, I don't know, about 1130. And I was really, really scared that I had missed the John Jones fight. And uh, we immediately Googled, searched where uh, the UFC was you know, showing at bars. And that Saturday night, we go out, and when we go out, every bar in Columbus has a line that is wrapped around the building. And uh, there was, you know, just an urgency to see this fight. And the Ring Girls went to a club, um, I think it was called Club Dahlia or something. And when they went to the club across the street, there was actually an outdoor patio which had like a giant screening of the UFC fight 214. And we caught the Jones-Cormier fight. So I will have my thoughts on that very briefly. Lived up to everything. and We'll talk about it in a couple seconds. But we want to thank Steve Weaver for having us down. The duel in the park was absolutely amazing. Great weather. Um, something something romantic about baseball. There really is. Ballparks are just absolutely gorgeous. And we had fun with the ring girls, ring girling, and there was actually a lot of good boxing. So go go on fightnews.com where I covered the event on Saturday. And what I did is covered the event. And on the MMA side, there was like 10 AMI fights and like two professional. But go check out the Fight News um, story. I encourage you and... Ohio's got their stuff going. I was really impressed with uh, the heavyweight Franklin from Saginaw. Um, he normally doesn't fight around the Detroit area, so it was the first time I believe I had seen him live. 
and he he looked impressive in his heavyweight fight. Um, so there was Michigan people down there too. But we're gonna have to uh, move on to the, what everybody's talking about UFC two fourteen. And if you remember correctly, or if you saw it online, I predicted Jones by stoppage, third round. And what happened? Jones by stoppage in the third round. Um, my thoughts on John Jones coming back. The theory was, and it's it's the theory that I just have with the exceptional athletes out there, is that no matter how much time they take off, they're just great. They're better than everybody anyways. And this 2.5 years of only having one fight and having a lot of legal problems, somebody put it best out there, not my thoughts, that John Jones had basically conquered his own demons, and that was really the fight, that he had to conquer his own demons, and then everything was going to be okay for Jones and the Octagon. I saw some people giving Daniel Cormier the first two rounds. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't mean doesn't mean shit. I mean, you know, John Jones takes care of business, and John Jones lured him into that high head kick by not throwing any high head kicks. Catches Daniel Cormier stunned, falls into the corner, and then it's elbow punches, elbow punches uh, in stoppage. I do have to say this. I'm not a huge DC fan. Everyone knows it. Um, he just rubs me the wrong way. Couldn't tell you why. But watching the footage that's out there of the Jumbotron looking down on Daniel Cormier, um, he was out of it, out of it. And I mistakenly called it boy- bad sportsmanship. But it wasn't bad sportsmanship. He just didn't have no idea what went on and didn't recall the last part of the fight. So, you know, he's pushing Dana White away. He's pushing, uh, you know, uh, Big John away, who was ref in the fight. And, you know, I felt a little bit of sympathy for Daniel Cormier. Now, on the other side, John Jones couldn't have scripted a better acceptance speech to the belt. He looked classy. He not only looked classy, he looked like a changed man. And I think some more sponsorships will be coming his way, all the sponsors that he lost. I know he wore Monster that night, but um, took the high road with Daniel Cormier. And that's the way it should be. Uh, Jones is the champion. Um, best put, John Jones, or I'm sorry, Daniel Cormier was a bookmark in J- John Jones as a chapter. And you continue to see what John Jones means to the sport. Um, exciting, just absolutely exciting. Something, something that you'll you'll tell your kids about if if if, if MMA is around. In 50 years, you'll, you'll tell, like, oh, I saw John Jones. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. They used to talk Anderson Silva. The joke on this show was not, not my greatest of all time, not my number one. John Jones has always been. 
I've never seen anything like it. He's given God gift given ability is just amazing. Rochelle called it a swimmer's body. I, I think we heard it on Sirius XM where it's very comparable to Michael Phelps. Uh, his reach is absolutely crazy. He was able to just kind of toy with Cormier by keeping distance in the first and second rounds. And even though Cormier was catching Jones, and let me tell you here, I liked that he was catching Jones occasionally. It shows me that Jones' chin is good. And not only that, uh, he hadn't deteriorated as a fighter. He, he took some hits from Daniel Cormier. Very surprised Cormier did not try to take it to the ground. Although I think John Jones would have been very successful there. You got to remember the size difference. And there's no need for a third fight right now. Now it's John Jones, Brock Lesnar talk. Does John Jones beat Brock Lesnar? Absolutely. Is it a clean Brock Lesnar? I don't know. I mean, the guy's tested before, and it is another circus fight. You would have to think John Jones could give up anywhere from 40 to 50 pounds in that fight, but he still wins. He's the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time, figure out ways to win. His strategy would be pretty effective against Brock Lesnar, and I like him in a stand-up game. Now, if Brock Lesnar was able to take him to the ground, bore us out, maybe because of the strong wrestling background, but I like to think John Jones wins that fight, and that's a mega fight for UFC. I mean, can you Brock Lesnar after the uh, Randy Couture's, after the Tito Ortiz's, after um, that? Uh, it's that part of UFC. The next part was Brock Lesnar coming out of out of nowhere, and he was must see pay per view. These pay per view numbers would be huge. Um. Not like, you know, I haven't seen the numbers yet or, you know, they, but I have to think a lot of people bought UFC 214. And you know what? UFC needed a winner. They got a winner. I watched it from the side of a street in Columbus. No, no one bothered us. Afterwards, grabbed a beer because I celebrate when you make a prediction correct. Um, also happening that night. On a boxing flip side, Mikey Garcia, a guy I'm huge, huge on, um, took care of business on Adrian Broner. Um, it looked fantastic, dominating. Uh, Mikey Garcia is a, a specimen. I didn't get to see that until the following day. But let's stay on UFC for a little bit because a friend of a show, James Gray, is actually fighting at 8 o'clock. And we have UFC Fight Pass actually pulled up. And what we're going to do is we are going to um, watch the fight. I am going to comment on the fight. If you think that's boring, I don't care. James has earned it on the show. And we're going to watch the fight as it progresses. And, um, you know, we might take some commercial breaks and stuff like that. Also happening in the hand combat world, in Detroit itself, if you go to fightnews.com, you can actually see the quotes of the story and Bob Ryder's fantastic works. But today was opening, or I'm sorry, open uh, media day, open workout day for boxing, women's boxing, uh, Shields versus Adler. And this is the first time I've seen Adler 
up close. I think it's her first time in America, and she looks relaxed. Shields looks incredible too. Shields is well below weight. This is uh, tickets are still available. Ticketmaster.com. Show uh, boxes in town. I want to encourage everybody in the Detroit area to go out there, buy tickets, support this fight. Um, I got excited from this fight, just seeing these two. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of bad blood at the press conference tomorrow. I think it's going to be a little bit of fun. But we're going to go to our first commercial break, and when I come back, uh, we will discuss more of UFC 214. You're listening to The Undercard. Welcome back to The Undercard, everybody. Joined always with uh, me running the board is Rochelle. Rochelle was actually at the uh, Columbus fights. What do you think of the ballpark and stuff? The, my opening comments, you were dealing with the pizza guy. So what did you think of it? Um, it was my first experience like to be kind of like backstage at a ballpark. So it was uh, pretty pretty amazing. Even for just a minor league team. The weather was amazing. Perfect. Um, the one complaint that even the guy that threw it on or threw the event is that typically a boxing ring will be more towards the home plate. So the lower deck of the bell park is able to be close to the boxing action. It did seem like that was a little bit of a distance between the people that were sitting on the field and the people that were sitting on the lower deck. But everything other than that was absolutely amazing. When you had a better view from the the video screen than the actual ring, mm-hmm. then yeah. Certain, certain situations, yeah. Especially the MMA fight. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But beautiful weather. Um, I, I like that. I want to see more more little spots in which boxing can flourish different venues different places get people thinking outside the box and i mean there's a lot of risk obviously ohio has very turbulent weather in that ohio valley area and stuff but everything worked out perfect and made for a great night i hope to upload the pictures soon on facebook.com backslash radio undercard also, we touched base in the first segment about uh, Adler versus Shields. We did pick up a really cool giveaway. Haven't figured out how I'm going to give it away, but you got to go to facebook.com backslash radio undercard. I'm sure I'll have to do something with sharing maybe this show or sharing one of my favorite shows. Um, we have the John Donovan show, which I, I, I don't think has as many listens as it should because it was a great show with Theater Bazaar or something. And we're going to give away an autographed poster of Nikki Adler and uh, Clar- Clarissa Shields. And uh, this this poster is really cool, signed for, for this event. And we're going to make it a little bit of a social marketing campaign to try to get you to earn this poster, which will be very valuable. Both girls undefeated, both girls champions. And I thought I had an idea of maybe who I thought might win. I won't ever make a prediction if I'm writing, and I am writing for Fight News that weekend. But now seeing them up close, I mean, this is this might be a good fight. This hopefully will be a good fight. And women's boxing continues to rise. As we said before, our friend James Gray is fighting on Dana 
White's Contender Series. I've been so busy with everything going on boxing-wise that I have not caught any of the Contender Series. But we are going to be for sure watching James Gray here in a few minutes as he fights. Can we get a little bit of behind the scenes from Josh Parisian who's there with him? Josh is there right now? Yeah. I'm sure Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right because he was having uh, some issues with the heat in Las Vegas, which (laughs) I've been there, man. I told him. I told him you have the same problem. Uh Uh-huh. I I recommended the treatment. Yeah. I mean – I made the mistake during the Pacquiao-Bradley fight that I was going to walk to the arena for whatever stupid reason. I think the taxi cab line was long or something. And um, so I was staying at the Flamingo, which if you've been to Vegas, you know it's mid-strip. And I was walking to the MGM Grand Arena. And I realized about halfway there what a mistake I made. And and would never do it again pre pre fight. I like walking the strip, but you know I was walking at a faster pace to get you know to the MGM Grand Arena and and get settled in and everything like that. And I don't know, it was a, ch- a chafing issue. <laughs> it happens. Uh, the sweat, just the the miserable heat. I have a picture from that trip. It was 107 the day that Pacquiao fought Bradley uh, the first time around. And, you know, it was just stupid to try to walk in that before a fight. And, of course, the Vegas is Pacific time, so, you know, those fights start earlier. And it's, I just, it's just midday, just bad heat. And our friend Josh was having some problems with the heat. We were giving him some recommendations of what I've done in, in Vegas to try to try to get around that first off don't try to walk too far if you don't have to that's the 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 first part about it go wait until night and go out and experience that Mm -hmm. speaking of las vegas some troubling news is coming out um lots of sites are reporting this but i mean is it really a surprise but let's go let's let's analyze it here really quick so the mayweather versus mcgregor fight hasn't sold out what no surprise. And you can get six tickets together in 182 different spots according to Ticketmaster. The cheapest seat is $3,500. And me and Rochelle were discussing what would make me – I mean I'm blessed that I get to watch boxing for free and get to sit ringside and, and get to do a lot of stuff. But I was trying to put my my – like myself in a regular boxing fan's shoes or, or a Connor fan's shoes, and, and what would it take for me to pay $3,500 to get in the arena? I thought of like clever little ideas, like, I mean, maybe a signed lithograph if they, you know, 20,000 of them the fighters had signed or something. But I mean, for $3,500 and you're watching it off the Jumbotron at T Mobile because you're nowhere near the fight. That's just astronomical. What we're going to see here is a price drop, and we're going to see a little panic too because maybe they think the fight's bigger than the fight actually is. They have to cover a lot of pay-per-view numbers to pay these fighters. Um, It's not good press to say that you've not sold out the venue, the venue that, yay, you got to be there, say you were there. 
maybe people realize that McGregor has no chance. And we've said this on the show a million times. I, I believe that Mayweather takes care of him. I believe Mayweather takes care of him easily. Um, or maybe they're just tired of it. Maybe maybe the way they hyped it up was the a bad marketing idea. You know, there's been bad marketing ideas in the past. Doesn't help that Triple G and Canelo are a few weeks past, you know. But the troubling times of tickets not being sold out for this event will mean a price drop. When the price drops, or MGM will just take them back and give them out to um, high rollers and whales and stuff like that. Um, if you remember the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, a lot of those were just giveaways from MGM. But I think they need to have the gate to cover what everybody's going to make off this fight. So it's something that we're going to keep posted and just keep checking on as as the fight nears. We're less than 30 days away from this fight, which is just scary how quick this year has gone by. And it's the next fight on Showtime's radar, I believe, after this fight they're having at MGM Grand Detroit. And the buildup. If if I saw correctly from the Columbus Street, I was watching John Jones. It looks like they're running advertisements for the Mayweather Conor McGregor fight on UFC stuff. Um, I don't know. There, there will be a panic of well, you got to have people buying these pay per views, or this could be a bad idea. Um, I mean, if they're charging three thousand five hundred dollars for the worst seat, I wonder what they're charging bars. Um, I have a few friends in the bar industry. If I can get a number, I'll, I'll get it out to you. But it it could be something so astronomical that bars aren't able to do it. So, what happened? Our Adobe went down. It says we don't have it. Oh, we're gonna have to get Adobe. So, so that's our second take. We're going to a quick commercial break to watch James Gray here for a second or two. And uh, we'll be back on the Undercard episode 246. Welcome back to the Undercard, everybody. Uh, we're waiting for our friend James Gray of the show to fight on the Contender Series, but it's a little bit of ways away. So the new fad that's happening in boxing is these these diamond belts and these these special belts for... All these fights that are super fights. The one that I remember, the first one happened, and that was, I, I think, um, maybe it was Canelo Mayweather, but for sure there, it was Pacquiao Mayweather. They they did a special belt. Might have been the Canelo one. Anyways, the, the the moral of the story is that the WBC has been making these these belts to honor super bouts or fights that they like, and so. WB, uh, the this is actually on Fight News. Uh, you can check out the article on FightNews.com. I didn't write it, but uh, WBC president has commented on the possibility of the WBC presenting a prize or a belt to the winner of the uh, Mayweather-McGregor bout on August 26 at T-Mobile in Las Vegas. We must understand that Mayweather represents the world of boxing. And we are looking at the possibility of participating by delivering a prize or something symbolic to the winner of the fight. 
The WBC may order a fight between former world champion Sean Porter and Danny Garcia for the interim world welterweight championship. Um, but that's just other news. So the WBC keeps creating these belts. That's one fight that shouldn't have a belt for it. Just, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's getting out of hand. These diamond belts, and I don't, I don't want to see it happening. Um, I think the Garcia Broner fight had a special belt too. Um, so it's a new fad catching on where all these boxing organizations are. Uh, well, it's WBC first, and then now I know of a, a couple other that are coming up with some boxing uh, belts and stuff like that. Just a fad that like. Do we need more belts in boxing? People don't even understand how boxing works anyways with the rankings and uh, the organizations. That's the the number one thing that hurts boxing is that they don't understand the casual fan. You know, that you got the WBC, you got, uh, you know, the IBF, that you have other organizations. People get confused by that. You have three champions in one weight class. Sometimes those people don't fight each other. And then you had the WBC making these special belts. I thought it was cool when they did it for, I think it was Pacquiao Mayweather. And I thought that was pretty cool. They just did one for the Chavez Jr. Canelo fight. And Canelo's mad at WBC. He didn't even want it. And it was, a, to tell you the truth, the, the, the belt didn't represent the, the green belt at all. It, I thought it was kind of ugly looking. And... You know, Canelo wanted nothing to do with it anyways because uh, he feels that he's been slighted by the WBC for stripping him for not automatically fighting Triple G when he was waiting um, after um, about a year ago. So as this trend happens and more belts and more belts and more belts, it's, al- it's almost like indicative of society that we just give awards away to for everything and that these awards – you know that award would be meaningless. I mean, if you know May- McGregor's not going to win, Mayweather wins. Okay, another belt to his mini collection. Maybe a cash prize. They were talking. What, what do you think they should give the WBC? They shouldn't give a belt, Rochelle. What do you think they should give? Cash prize to the winner? Not like. Well, here's the thing: a cash prize to somebody that might make four hundred billion dollars fighting that night. I mean, how big is the cash prize that that even puts a a bigger wallet to Mayweather. Um, I don't know. Name a Vegas street after him or something like that. That's the way to honor him, maybe. Mayweather Avenue. <laughs> well, he would appreciate that, but I can't imagine many fighters that well, that's what's going to entice them for that. I think the belt itself is, it's an icon. Right. But... With McGregor being his first professional fight, would you agree that a belt's a little ridiculous for this fight? To have a belt on the line or even have a belt? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Too many belts. He, when you, he's not a boxer. Right. Before the undercard entered your life, were you confused by how many organizations there are, how many belts there are, how many weight classes there are, how many, all that stuff? Isn't it confusing to a casual fan? Absolutely. Okay. So just make it more confusing by keep doing the, the what what does a diamond belt mean? It's just a, it's a nicer belt. And I know the WBC is trying to recognize that it's hey, it's a great fight, but was the Chavez Jr. Canelo fight 
Uh, did anyone really think that was going to be a good fight that really knows boxing? No. Shouldn't have. Should know that Canelo would take care of business. Maybe it was a passing of guard fight in which Chavez Jr., uh, because of his name and his dad and, and what he meant to Mexico, maybe that's why they made the belt. But, you know, we need more belts in boxing and more organizations. Like, we need a hole in the head. If anything, we should be streamlining that down. And I, I love the WBC. That's That's the one belt. But you shouldn't honor the McGregor Mayweather fight. It has nothing to do with boxing. It's a it's 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 less about boxing and more about what Floyd Mayweather has been able to do in boxing and how he's changed boxing forever and what Conor McGregor has been able to do in a short amount of time. They've tapped into something in America that uh, not every celebrity can. They're on global status like David Beckham, um, Michael Jordan. We've talked about this on the show before. They've tapped into – they are in the stratosphere. Like it's it's almost unattainable. And, you know, you could tell your kid you can be anything you want. But to think that they would be like one of the four most recognized last name athletes, it's really thin to none. So, like, do we need a belt to say that this was a special fight, that two very rich people now are coming together and fighting, that Conor McGregor, as entertaining as he is, Floyd Mayweather, as entertaining as he is? No, we don't need, we don't need more belts in a sport that has a ton of belts. There's a lot of house shows I go to. Well, it doesn't even matter because Conor isn't going to have the belt in his possession. Correct, and then Floyd, you know, he'll just add to his collection, right? Which he has a lot of them. But there's there's a lot of times that there's these organizations I've never heard of at these house shows that are giving away belts, and they mean they mean kind of nothing. Now we were down in Ohio, and someone won an Ohio championship belt, meaning that he's the best in Ohio. That's kind of cool. We don't have that in Michigan. We used to have it in Michigan. I know somebody tried to bring it back for a recent fight of heavyweights. Um, But, you know, an Ohio championship, that one I understand. But when you pay, and this is just, I'm I'm naming off letters here. This isn't a real organization. But when you pay, like, IJJ organization just to have a belt and say this is for the IJJ championship – and then when you have the championship, uh, they don't defend their belt. They a lot of time that belt just meant nothing. It was just something to say that you had a title fight on your card. Um, I just don't want the WBC, which has always done everything classy, to like kind of be involved with this. Um, the world's already got its attention. The WBC doesn't need make 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 a. I, I'm sure they're going to make a belt for the Triple G Canelo fight. It's whether Canelo will take it after he wins or allow the WBC even to be on stage. I mean, that that thing, if you want to talk about a story, um, the backstory of what's going on with Canelo and the WBC, that's just an ugly feud. And that's a shame because the WBC, what it means to Mexico and what it means to the world in boxing – I'd like to see that get repaired. I don't know if it can be repaired. And, you know, and, and, and part of me likes that Canelo has that chip on his shoulder that kind of 
F you mentality where like I, I think I was screwed over with you guys. You know, that's to me shows a champion, somebody that knows what he wants. And we have a situation in which the WBC should be very involved in this fight mid-September. And I don't know how much Canelo's people are going to allow him to be a part of it. Um, obviously, Golovkin's side will uh, obviously embrace it. But I, I don't know how much in the pre-production that Canelo's going to allow uh, the WBC to be around. And they're the best. They're they're the be- the best organization out there. So that's that's absolutely a shame. Did the first they have fight the prettiest get- belt? Yeah, no, it's still going. The first fight's still going. Yeah, man, we're gonna be here late. They are in the uh, I want to say the third round. Third yeah, round. In third. third in final round. No, second round. Okay, no, not quite. I think I don't know. It, it's got two little bars done. Maybe it's in the third. I don't know. Yeah, what we're talking about, if you have no idea what we're talking about, James Gray from Scorpion Fighting Systems, a guy that's been on the show a ton. He's on the Contender Series. He has a fight tonight. Uh, we're watching on UFC Fight Pass in the studio right now and um, just getting ready for the fight. I, I imagine the show is going to end way before he fights. So we'll talk about it next week now that we know the order. But um, but you can always check on our Facebook page for results. Exactly. We'll put we'll put the results on the Facebook page. Um, but I do want to say this about James. Uplifting guy. One of the best interview guys. Um, I think the best fighter in Michigan. So I expect him to shine tonight. I really you walk do. away from talking to him feeling like you can conquer the world. Exactly. His motivational speak. Jeez, oh, Pete, he's amazing. Speeches are, he doesn't mean them to be motivational speeches, but he'll just be talking to you and you'll be mind blown about what you guys were talking about for a little bit and the positive energy that he has. And Scorpion fighting systems, like I said, they'll, they'll make a movie about it one day about the, the, the rising of these athletes. And, it's just fun to watch and just, you know, be a part of. But this is James' time. I mean, I, I imagine James takes care of business tonight and we're celebrating next week. Maybe we some champagne in here or something like that and uh, continues to go on. Um, but the Dana White uh, Contender Series, I've not get, had an opportunity to give it too much of a chance. Um, it's just been so busy in boxing right now and it, it's a good thing. Um, but just been so busy in boxing, I've not had a chance to even check out too much of that. Um, so we're going to be watching it eagerly. We're going to go to our last and final break, and we will be back. Sex. Welcome back to the undercard, everybody. We're uh, closing shop here. We're going to be watching James Gray and hopefully uh, see him do well on the Contender Series. Um, but once again, I want to get everybody out August 4th, MGM Grand uh, Casino to see Adler vs. Shields. Come support local boxing. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. You can come see our ring girls. Our ring girls will actually be working there. Um, so we want to see everybody there supporting local boxing. Also, on the horizon in pro boxing, uh, August 25th, the night before uh, the McGregor-Mayweather fight uh, at DiCarlos Banquet Hall. We have uh, pro boxing again being put on uh, by second-to-none second promotions. And it, that same night, if MMA is your cup of tea, Dual Combat Sports is going to be at Motor City Casino on August 25th. Both our ring, our, our ring girls will be 
not both of them, but our ring girls will be spread out at both events. We hope to see you guys there. You'll hear us talk about um, that stuff more. So you, everybody have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.